Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Like they said, this is Maximize Your Influence and Kurt Mortensen here. This is episode 238 as we continue our series on trust. In fact, today we're talking about the most important C of trust, the number one way to create instant trust. So I spent the day yesterday in Amsterdam. That is always fun, exciting, interesting, and nice. Met some good people there. I'm on my way to Dubai to do some trainings, then off to Doha. Now, Doha is in Qatar. A little geography lesson. If you're in Dubai and you go straight east, there's a little kind of peninsula called Qatar. Oman's to the north. Saudi Arabia, if you keep going, is to the west. And if you cross the Persian Gulf, you've got Iran. But the challenge is, a little history lesson here, just kind of happened last year, is that everybody's mad with Qatar because they share some oil fields with Iran. So any neighboring countries to Qatar will not fly there, which makes my life a big headache, meaning I've got to fly to another country like Oman or Kuwait or Egypt to get to Doha. All right. I hope they fix it soon, but that's not a huge thing. Just letting you know a little history. Why not a little geography? Mix things up a little bit here on the podcast and maximize your influence. And of course, maximizeyourinfluence.com, contact info, access to products and services. You have your current downloads all available on that website. Might be a little froggy, might be getting under the weather or allergies, who knows. Something when you travel, something usually happens, but... I'm here, we're doing it, we're getting into trust, and it's time for the Geeky Article. This comes from the Association of Psychological Science about how public trust is on the decline. Uh, duh. My research showed, I did a few years ago, showed we dropped six percentage points in five years. And that's huge. And this one says it's the lowest point in more than 30 years, and I was showing it was the lowest point ever. And this was done together with uh, lead researcher Gene Tweens of San Diego State University. And not the dumb moment that trust is all-time low. We've known that. We talk about it on the show all the time. And they blame socioeconomic factors like income inequality might have a role. I mean, that's not very definitive. But they did find one of the bigger concerns is that people feel other people are cheating and will do anything to take advantage and to get ahead. And this is based on 140,000 participants, also proving trust is low, that you need to earn trust instantly, as soon as possible. And it's just not in people in general, it's with the news, especially now, all-time low, everyone has their agenda. I mean, it'll make your brain explode if there's some political event, or any type of event, and you look at CNN versus Fox News versus MSNBC, you're like, okay... Same event, who's telling the truth? The word choice, the spin, what they cover, what they do. We all know they all have an agenda, and our trust goes low. And we try to find places where we can get news that's real. And it's been a big challenge. That's one of the big things that's dropped. Medicine, corporations, even universities, Congress will die. Anything political has dropped. We talked about that in the first episode of Trust. 
One thing they did notice that was on the rise, kind of interesting, was the military. Just putting it out there. thought that was interesting. They also found that young people today are more optimistic about their own prospects, but apparently deeply distrustful of other people in large institutions. Some adults are showing these trends as well, and they weren't sure if this was going to be permanent or temporary to where, hey, we're optimistic about the future, what we can do, what I can do, what I can accomplish, but then the people around me, it's hard for me to build that trust. And when we have that trust, it'll stick, but we got to build that trust. So some dumb moments in there and some interesting things as we talk about and get into trust. Before we get into the fourth C of trust today, let's get into, instead of a blunder today and our friend Homer, let's do a ninja. I think a few episodes ago I mentioned a swap meet. We just, something we do every once in a while, we just go swap meeting. Is that a word? Flea marketing? (laughs) I was sitting down waiting for others to shop. They were doing their shopping thing, and I observe, see the persuasive moments, and this is the ninja as this person was getting ready to do a presentation. And I could tell he was surrounded by family members, or at least friends, and all of a sudden they all kind of dispersed into the aisles of this swap meet in different directions. I would assume the dad, the boss, the person in charge, put on this little headset, this microphone, and started doing a... I guess he called it a chop-chop presentation. <laughs> the things that you chopped vegetables. And, man, this guy was entertaining. He was fun, had a good voice. You know, he, he's done this probably thousands of times. And But the ninja moment was this. is All these people, I'd say probably 10, 12 people dispersed and walked. At that cue, when the voice started, when the presentation started, they all turned around. And with great haste, with great purpose, they returned to the booth triggering, first of all, movement. And we know that movement can be very persuasive to catch people's attention. It created social validation. It created buzz. It created curiosity. And other people started to come towards the booth and listen. And before I knew it, within a minute, probably had 40 people watching this presentation to where if you weren't tall enough, you couldn't see it. That's how many people they attracted. I mean, the front of this booth is, what, 10 feet? And that is our ninja moment. Using social validation, using curiosity, using moment, and creating a crowd. Because it's no fun to watch a presentation all by yourself. Some people do it, but most won't. Whether that's coming into a store or even a restaurant. You know, being all alone in a restaurant or going into a restaurant with nobody there. Kind of eerie, kind of, I'm uh, not quite sure. Unless you've been there a hundred times before, then it's not an issue. So something to think about, especially in person. If you want someone to watch a presentation, to come into a booth, to come talk to you, to come into a store, sometimes the more the better. Now, can you cross that line? Well, sure. Remember, we talked about the psychology of lines. Uh, That's going to be in the archives. Also, if you want to know more about social validation, episodes 22 and 23 go deeper into that. Again, that's the archives. That's available at InfluenceUniversity.com. Also, home of our 52-week PhD Advanced Persuasion Program. Take a look at that. But Wow, what a ninja. Just within seconds, 40 people, interested prospects, And I bet he closed at least 40, 50% of those. So ninja for you, swap meat, chop, chop guy. (laughs) Good job. So let's get into our fourth C of trust, our next installment to really help you build this. We've talked about character, integrity, honesty, sincerity, competence, knowledge, intelligence, ability, confidence. That's your assurance, your belief, your conviction. And now our credibility. Have you been truthful? What's your history together? What's the experience? I mean, credibility more than anything else 
is going to increase trust. And I want to give you some tools to be able to understand that and to do that because credibility is critical. Now let's start with lack of credibility because I know that's an issue you deal with. You're in denial, of course, because, well, I'm a credible person. Well, maybe, but do you come across that way? If people are calling to complain, that's usually a lack of credibility. Something's gone wrong. And you have to be aware when one person complains, there's probably another Ted out there that aren't. They just will never do business with you again. Failing to give you repeat business is a credibility issue. No loyalty to you, your product, your service. Always needing references or guarantees or warranties. Not returning your phone calls, canceling appointments. I mean, if you start seeing two or three of those, you know credibility is a huge, huge issue. Now, people do judge your appearance. That could be part of your credibility. Being late could affect your credibility. If they don't know your qualifications, that might give you lack of credibility. And that's a tough thing because one way to really increase credibility is to get an introduction, a referral, a recommendation. You can borrow credibility, right? That's very important to understand. Number one, you can borrow credibility. When someone refers you, introduces you, gives you a testimonial, an endorsement, that is borrowed credibility. I know when I came up with my first book, Maximum Influence, in fact, if you want the new edition, just pick up a little shipping and handling. That's at lawsofinfluence.com. I noticed before it came out, still in the final editing stage, I'd go to the bookstore and see people look at a book. They'd look at the cover. They wouldn't even open it up. They'd look at the back. They were looking for endorsements and testimonials. So as a first-time author, no credibility, right? So I went after Stephen Covey of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, got an endorsement. Mark Victor Hansen of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Brian Tracy, number one success expert in the United States. Larry King from Larry King Live. Robert Allen of Multiple Streams of Income and One Minute Millionaire and Nothing Down Real Estate. Made all the difference in the world. They gave me endorsements and testimonial. You could do the same thing if you were leading a team and the CEO sent out an email. This person's great. That's why we chose him. You can borrow credibility. That's the first thing to understand. If you're going to a circumstance or situation with low credibility, borrow it. Endorsement, recommendation, testimonial, referral, or even an introduction. Introductions are an interesting thing. Let me talk about that for a second. I know in my world, if I have 90 minutes to speak to an audience, some know who I am. Probably most of them don't. And so if I start talking about, okay, on my fourth book being published, 28 different languages, here are my degrees, here are my awards. I'm some braggart, arrogant, you know, fill in the blank. Who? Wow, we're not listening to this guy. Now, if I start speaking and I don't say anything about my credibility, they're like, who is this guy? Why is he qualified to do this? I'm like, really? I mean, what's the win here? And the funny thing about that is I can type up an introduction, print it out, hand it to someone, they read it, list all my qualification, now it's okay. Even though I wrote it, someone else is reading it, third-party validation, it works very, very well. That's what credibility is. It does work. It's important. And so any way you can reveal your qualification is a degree on the wall. We've talked about that. And are you prepared in your proposal? Are you prepared to answer all the questions? We've talked about appearance and the way you look. Using credible and believable facts, figures, statistics, and studies is very helpful. Always truthful, but are they believable? Are they credible? Are you revealing where you got the source, not Wikipedia or somewhere on the internet, or I heard somewhere, or I think? Word choice could also be part of your credibility. And of course, that goes back to confidence that we've talked about. So with trust, 
Remember, credibility is the number one most important thing with trust, and you can borrow it, and there are ways to boost it. Don't assume that they know that you're the expert in the room. Don't assume that they know that you have credibility and that you're the best at what you do. Now, here's another piece, and this will blow your mind. Might even be a little counterintuitive, but you have to realize that trust is an all-time low, just like we talked about today, we've been talking about. And if you were talking to somebody one-on-one or in a group, with trust being an all-time low, they're looking for something that's wrong with you, your product, your service, your proposal, whatever. Something's wrong. Something's got to be wrong. But your default setting is you paint this pretty picture. There's nothing wrong. This is perfect. But in their mind, it's too good to be true. So in your presentation, if you come across too good to be true, even though it is true, in their mind, it's not true. Do you catch that? So many times, you have to switch things up and you have to reveal some type of weakness, something that's wrong. What's wrong with you, your product, your service, your idea? Not that it doesn't work or something that will be devastating, but how can you reveal a minor weakness? When you reveal a minor weakness, it actually increases trust. I mean, do you want to make something up about you? Is that what you want? Or do you want to give them a minor weakness and just twist it around and turn it into a strength? We see this in marketing, right? Avis Renicar, we're number two and we try harder. Weakness, number two, but we try harder. Listerine, when it first came out, it was nasty. And they said, yeah, it is nasty. The taste you hate twice a day. You know, but it kills the germs. 7-Up did the Encola, L'Oreal expensive makeup. They said, yeah, because you're worth it. Volkswagen, when it came out in the 60s, <laughs> they said, this, kind of, this is the beetle, right? The bug. This car's so slow, you'll never get a speeding ticket. <laughs> they even had one that says, VW will stay ugly longer. Heinz ketchup. People are complaining. It takes too long. I stick my knife up there. It's too thick. And Heinz like, yep, it is. It's the thickest on the market, but that's quality. What do you want, a runny ketchup? Smuckers, jams and jellies, their weakness is their name. Like, yeah, with a name like that, it's got to be good. And we can go on and on. It's okay. I know it's counterintuitive, but you don't want them to make up a weakness. There's got to be something, and you can turn it into a strength. For example, if you're a small company, maybe five, six people, going against a large 1,000-person company, a big, giant company compared to you, that could be a perceived weakness. They're going to find out anybody. Why don't you reveal it? Yeah, we are smaller. But you know what? That's your weakness. That's your weakness. You say, but you know what? We're quicker. We're faster. We won't fall through the cracks. We work on the weekends. We can do it at half the cost. We have lower overhead. I mean, you just fill in the blank there. That is definitely something that you can do to really understand you can boost your credibility by revealing a weakness and turning it into a strength. Because you have to understand how the brain works. A study done by Knox and Inkster, this was in Canada at a horse racing track, and they were interviewing people online, doing some surveys, and one of the questions they asked, they wanted to find out how confident they were in their decision on the horse they were going to bet on. You know, this is before the race. Then after they placed the bet, they had a few more questions, and they and embedded in those questions was to find out how confident they were in their decision, because they already made Because one was before the decision, one was after the decision. Again, before the race... They found out that after people made a decision, they're more confident in their decision. Because they've made the decision. You're like, okay, what does that even mean? Well, let me tell you. When people meet you for the first time, they're looking for every reason they shouldn't do business with you, why it won't work out, why it's dumb, why they don't like you. 
That's what's happening. But once you give them one little thing, whether it be credibility or how the product can solve their problem or you come across as the expert, once you give them something that they can hold on to and see it's a great deal, a great service, now once they've got to that point, they're looking for every reason why it's a good decision, why they should do it. You've got to get that switch, and that switch happens when you come across as the expert, as credible. And we've talked about being the expert, acting like the expert, not in a cocky, arrogant way, but you are the expert. You know more than 99% of the people in the world about your product, your service, your idea, your area, whatever it is. Act like it. Again, not a condescending way, but be the expert. That makes a huge difference in your ability to build credibility and to build trust. And the last piece I want to add to this, we talked about earlier, is that social validation. That increases your credibility. If you aren't getting it, you can borrow it. Places like Yelp, right? That rate your institution or your restaurant. That can give you credibility or destroy your credibility. Being in the top 10, we've talked about this before, that people believe their friends and family more than anything else. And so if you get someone to recommend you, social validation, be the number one, the top 10, the best in your field, that social validation, and, and this is hard, I've said this in previous podcasts, that people always believe other people before they believe you. I know it's not fair, but you have something to gain. And they know you're going to take money from them and you're going to get a piece of that. And that's okay. I mean, it's part of the system, but they will put up the guard. And so social validation. So look for the referral, the testimonial, the endorsement. Ask for referrals. And that's the key. Just ask. When you exceed expectations, people are more than happy to give you referrals or a testimonial. I found, especially on, even on books. In fact, I've been amazed how easy it is to get testimonials and referrals when you just ask and expect it. That's another podcast. We can get there. But make sure, as a recap, that you look at the external things like your parents. What does your office look like? Are there ways to reveal your qualifications? We talked about borrowing credibility. Yes, you need to be able to do that. And, of course, revealing a weakness and turning it into a strength can be a powerful way for you to become more trustworthy. Again, out of all the five C's of trust, all these years of research, credibility is the most important. If you're going to choose one to work one, that is the one. Because without credibility, it's very difficult to maintain trust. So thanks for being here. Hit the like button if you're on iTunes, Spotify, or even Facebook. And of course, on Facebook and Pinterest, we are under Maximize Your Influence. If you haven't subscribed, we send out little audios and videos throughout the week to supplement today's message. Thanks for being here. Appreciate your love and support. And for those of you that are especially using these skills to make the world a better place, because it's all about the persuasion and influence. So master these skills, become more credible, and go out, build the trust, and persuade with power.